Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, Jason? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited because I love talking about UFOs. We're just going to dive in, man. There's actually, for as um, stagnant as we are as human beings right now on lockdown and whatnot, there's been a lot of UFO news and uh, activity lately. And I do want to start with the elephant in the room, the Department of Defense, finally officially released the Navy UFO videos. Now, for a lot of us out there, it's about two years old, about two years too late. But um, yeah, I saw that you recently did an episode of the Unknown Podcast covering the Pentagon UFO videos and the new acknowledgement by the DOD. So what do you think, man? Has anything changed? Um, what, what exactly is this announcement by the DOD and why should we pay attention to it? Yeah, you're right. The only thing that's really changed is they decided to make a statement. And it's not the first time we've heard official statements from them. They've made official statements before, but, you know, this is like official direct press release essentially from them. And, you know, the motivation behind this, who knows, but they bothered to issue, issue an official press release to acknowledge the videos, to acknowledge the videos are in fact legitimate videos from the Navy. They're saying that they are legitimate, real Navy videos showing, you know, something strange in these videos that they, they claim is, is unidentified, um, unidentified to whom is another question, but that's what they're saying. They're sticking to their, their carefully phrased terminology. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the new thing here, besides they're saying, Hey, these videos have been circulating publicly, but we're never, officially authorized to be released they're, they're given a nice stick there to 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 the stars and anybody else who you know has released these videos in the past saying hey despite what people are saying these videos were never authorized to be released now again we can play sides here and choose who we want to believe because we've heard conflicting stories all over the place so that's a whole other you know ball of worms or can of worms but uh then they decide to release the videos themselves to say, okay, look, now they've been officially been released. Here is our official release of these videos. So there you go. But the videos are identical to the ones that have already been circulating publicly for two years. And then, well, well, older than that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, they gave us these the like copies of the videos that had been circulating essentially. Sleuth, sly sleuthy people figured out that these uh, videos that were released by the DOD were in fact downloaded from YouTube at some point. So, you know, we can surmise all sorts of things from that, but uh, one could guess that they didn't actually have possession of the original videos. 
they learned about it by finding them online and decided to download them themselves. So those are the official copies that they have. And there are no other videos. They state that the Navy still holds the original videos, but the original videos are the same quality and same length as the videos that were just released and as the ones that have been circulating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, it's very strange that these videos were downloaded from the internet at some point. um, And that's all they have. So, you know, the, the, the mystery, the plot thickens, it just goes round and round and we'll continue having new headlines, new things to discuss with these videos. It's very fascinating, the videos themselves, but I find the response and the sort of, tripping over feet and and restating and carefully phrasing by the Department of Defense to be the most fascinating thing to watch with this whole saga. Right. And I mean, honestly, man, I think they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with this one, to be honest. I mean, it sounds like they're trying to take control of the situation again, almost two years late and saying, hey, it's on record now. We officially release these when in reality, like you said, um, not even dating back to 2000. 17 when the new york times posted these videos but like you said there are people who found some of these videos on forums back in like 2007 and and even longer videos we've heard some of the navy people involved with these cases say they've seen eight minutes of these videos so i mean i mean we only have their word to take on that but if that's the case if these are the original videos from the navy um they really didn't do a good job, if you ask me. Well, the DOT, to, I should say. To your point of, you know, p- perhaps the motivation here is to, you know, take control of the situation. But does it really? I mean, let's look at how the, the, the government and the military has played the UFO game since the beginning. And is it really taking control of the narrative or, or taking control of the situation if they want to pretend that they're, they're in control and they are the, the know all people who, uh, you know, have their hands, they have control over everything that's happening? Um, by publicly say, stating, here are some UFO videos and we don't know what's in these videos. Mm-hmm. That's not really, you know, doing what uh, what they've done in the past. And that's by saying, hey, we know everything. This is a top secret project or, hey, yeah, this is nothing. Move along. That would be the easy route to take. But by putting out a press release, a press release to get attention on videos that have already been out there, have already spawned countless headlines just to create another wave of headlines by saying nothing new except hey, here we're saying what the Navy already told you because the Navy, once before this release, already did a release of their own to say, hey, here are our videos. Yes, there are videos. And yes, the objects are unidentified or unknowns. So the Navy had already publicly stated that. Now we have the DOD saying the same thing. Why? It's not news. We already got that confirmation. That confirmation comes from the DOD. So here they are doing it again in the form of a press release to generate publicity and to say, yeah, the objects are unknowns. What's the point? 
what's the point and what's their what's their game you know because everything they do on a release is carefully considered carefully crafted intentionally worded so you do have to look at the wording and the the phrasing that they use and really kind of scratch your head and and try to try to wonder what is the motivation behind this yeah i I think this definitely isn't going to be the last we hear from the DOD probably on this topic. Um, again, it, it, they had their hand forced and we do have to the stars Academy and yes. in part, the New York times article writers, Helene Cooper, Leslie Kane, Ralph Blumenthal um, for bringing this to the public's attention. And I think and look, um, there, there, there are plenty of, uh, you know, optimistic people who, who view this, the statements and, and the actions being taken here by the DOD and the Navy as, you know, some, some very positive, you know, good hearted notion on their part to, you know, be open and, you know, start disclosure and start saying, Hey, look, we're the good guys now in the UFO world. We want to help move this forward. And we're interested in being truthful with you and open and transparent. So here's what we know. There you go. That's what you wanted to hear. So we're good now. Yay. Right. Put the public's trust back in government again uh, during a global crisis. Nonetheless, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. Why now? Why did they do this now? Is was it to get buried in the rest of the news? I mean, every day we're bombarded with news about COVID-19 and, uh, you know, politics and this and that and health and blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, let's put this right in the middle of a global crisis and maybe nobody will even pay attention to it. I don't know. I, that's always possible. And I know a lot of people think that, but I don't think anybody there for a second thought that they would be able to slip this out and it wouldn't get noticed. They wouldn't, they they wouldn't go through the effort of putting together a press release and releasing these videos, you know, without expecting a, a splash to be made. They got exactly what they wanted. That's true. And they probably, as they should learn by now, know that there are diligent uh, researchers and archive archivists out there who will call them out on their BS when it comes down to it. I mean, we have people stating, I mean, we wouldn't have known that the DOD ripped videos from YouTube without the work of diligent researchers figuring that out. So kudos to all those who did that. Um, It's a pretty interesting story. Um, Luis Elizondo, the, former director of programs, I believe, for the ATIP program, the secret Pentagon UFO program. He did weigh in on this and say, you know, we respect that the DOD did this. We do want to work with them on being, you know, bringing transparent UFO information to the public. Um, So we thank them and uh, we look forward to cooperating with them more. So again, again, to the stars was two years ahead of them, but I find it, you know, I find it pretty classy that this was, the response to the stars took and look, they're going to benefit from all this too. The more headlines out there about these videos, the more it's going to generate back into, to the stars Academy. So right. yeah. Yeah. Everyone wins in my opinion, except the DOT, I guess. Um, well, moving to some other government news, Jason, we finally got the first recruitment video from space force. Some people look to the stars and ask, what if our job is to have an answer? We have to imagine what will be imagined. Plan for what's possible while it's still impossible. Maybe you weren't put here just to ask the questions. Maybe you were put here to be the answer. Maybe your purpose on this planet isn't on this planet. 
basically they're saying who says, you know, that in order to help your country, you got to be on the planet. And they even right. use the term to the stars in their video. Mm. So I, um, I'm going to read the official, um, you know, what, what Space Force is right here for a minute. Space Force organizes, trains, and equips Space Forces in order to protect U.S. and allied interests in space and to provide space capabilities to the Joint Force. $738 billion was spent on funding Space Force, Jason. So what do you make of this? Um, are you excited about it? And then I've got a little conspiracy question I want to ask you. But yeah, what do you make of Space Force? All right. Well... I love the concept of Space Force. I love what the Space Force has always been, right? The Space Force isn't a new thing. The U.S. Air Force Space Command has been around for a long time. And essentially, to me, it's it's sad to see what, what Space Force is now because it was just a waste of money to essentially do a rebranding, a very expensive rebranding. Because what they've now done is they've just transferred everything that Space Command was working on and put it under this new name of Space Force. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's just a gigantic waste of money, in my opinion, to go through that. But the work they do is awesome, and you know they're going to be doing a, a lot more things now that they're they're more uh, more visible, I guess. So in the recruitment video, you know, we see a lot of like future tech and things that aren't even real. But the one thing they highlight is the X-37B, which is very real, very cool, and very mysterious. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see uh, the potential technologies and developments that come out of this. Um, as for the, uh, I guess, warfare aspect of it, I'm never for war or, um, you know... I'm pro-military to a point. I don't want to get political or anything on this show, but um, I, I think it's interesting. We'll see how recruitment numbers go with that. And um, one of the big things I wanted to ask your opinion on with this is when, and everything always circles back to, to the Stars Academy, when Tom DeLong first approached people in uh, the intelligence communities and the Air Force and the Army and said, look, I want to put the military in a good light again. I want to get people interested. I want to get people recruited. I want to help you guys. And in return, exchange information on what you might know about UFOs or, um, you know, these high tech things you guys are working on, exotic technologies. And uh, here we have the first recruitment video for Space Force, a new branch of the military and using the term to the stars in their recruitment video. Is this it, man? Is this the <laughs> cooperation between To the Stars and this new branch of the military coming together to be like, let's get people pumped for Space Force, and let's also talk about UFOs on the side? Anything's possible, Ryan. Look, no, no, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. sure, it's possible, but I think if that were going to be the case with this particular particular can't even talk particular <laughs> recruitment uh, initiative. They would have had an appearance from Tom DeLonge, right? I mean, they would have done something or used Angels and Airwaves music or things that To the Stars is very interested and, and receptive to doing things like that. But you don't see that here. Um, I think we've seen, you know, collaborative efforts many times with the existence of To the Stars Academy. And that's, uh, you know, already working with 
with the uh, cooperation you've seen between the military, um, the the TV show that has cooperation from the military. I mean, you see things like that. That all works towards, you know, recruiting efforts in a way. We right. know that Hollywood does that all the time. The military uses Hollywood like that, creates, you know, shows like Top Gun, you know, movies like Top Gun and things that are essentially outright recruiting videos to make the military look cool and things like that. We know that's something that, that Tom is very passionate about and the people he works with, you know, they're, they're very pro-military and, and happy to support military efforts. And they've been very open about that. So yeah, it's not going to be a conspiracy or something surprising to see, you know, collaboration there and, and, and perhaps things that are essentially recruiting efforts to right. enhance the the image the military has, especially with younger people. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. If you're going to try to get younger people interested, like have the face of To the Stars on there or whatnot. So, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Um, and look, and, let's back up. And from a, for a, from a common yeah, sense yeah. perspective, you know, if you're somebody like Tom who has this vision in mind and you've got celebrity power behind you, you're certainly going to put that out and use that to your advantage, you know, and say, Hey, look, I'll I'll help you out here and throw my name toward this and try to try to make you guys look good and and help you out with, you know, recruiting or whatever. Right. I want want some stuff. I want, I want want some info, you know, absolutely. Can't fault him for that. Yeah, that's, that's totally right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's only the beginning, so we'll see where Space Force ends up in all this. There's already a sitcom coming out starring Steve Carell called Space Force. So we'll yes. see how that goes. Maybe, maybe Excited this is another recruitment tool. Again, I'm just getting spiritual, conspiratorial here, but, um, sadly, yeah. I'm more excited for that show than I am the real Space Force because. <laughs> I, is, I, I think Space Command was probably going, you know, and in, 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 uh, making great progress and doing great things and all that perhaps got got slowed down and, and, you know, messed up because of this whole rebranding that had to take place. That's a good point. Yeah. And it's good to see Steve Carell working again, too. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. What's up, guys? Ryan Sprague here, and I'm just dropping in to remind you about our Patreon campaign. Somewhere in the Skies is always free to consume, but it's not free to create. So if you want to help the show on a monthly basis, we have tons of rewards for you in return, including shoutouts on the show and website, bonus content and episodes, and free merch. Want to be my guest or pick a topic for the show? You can do that too. So if you'd like to learn more and to help support the show, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Thank you and keep looking up. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Here's the next thing I want to talk to. I'm going to throw you a curveball here, Jason. Right. I, um... I've have been having a one-sided battle with a certain scientist um, out there in the mainstream who's very vocal about many things, and that is Neil deGrasse Tyson. And uh, he had a tweet recently. I'm going to throw it up here. Billions and billions of full-color, high-resolution images and videos are uploaded to the internet every day. If your best evidence for aliens visiting from another galaxy is monochromatic, low-resolution, fuzzy videos taken by the U.S. Navy, then there's more work to be done. Okay, so the reason I wanted to bring this up with you, Jason, is I found this tweet a little... Not disconcerting, but uh, inaccurate. Completely, completely in line with everything he does. That's the thing. Now, this yeah. used to be a guy who I would retweet. I would post videos. I thought the yeah. world of him. I praise this man uh, because of his grounded and objective approach to whenever the UFO topic would come up or um, anomalies in space and everything. But now we have him weighing in on the U.S. Navy story, uh, one, probably just to get some buzz and some followers and to start engage people. Um, but that's the problem. I don't think this is working in his favor. Now, the big problem I have with this tweet is, yes, there is a hell of a lot of work to be done when it comes to uh, these videos and UFO videos in particular. But this 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 tweet just really rubbed me the wrong way. When you look at the wording that he yeah. uses, belittling the U.S. Navy and saying right. all we can get are these grainy things. These people are using Raytheon highly classified, highly sophisticated cameras and technology, and they're capturing objects that are moving quadruple the time speed of our fighter jets. And to say this is all they got um, – we have a lot of work to do. And he uses the words aliens. And that really, really bugged me. We have a, we're in the year 2020. Um, we have not even the U.S. Navy saying, you know, um, it's not aliens. It's not this. But we have this guy saying, this is all we have to prove there's aliens. There's a lot of work to be done. What kind of scientist 
sticks with just aliens when it comes to UFOs. I mean, you and I preach this every day that we are UFO researchers. We're not alien researchers. Um, I even made a tweet recently saying my belief in UFOs versus my belief in aliens visiting the planet. And I pissed a lot of people off, but, but at the same time, um, what do you make of this? What do you make of Neil deGrasse weighing in on all this stuff? It's so frustrating when you get scientists who, you know, have historically been good scientists, but they get to a point on a certain topic like UFOs um, and they turn the science off. Yeah. Right. And, and in this case, this isn't even turning the science off. This is just turning the lazy on because I doubt he even based on that tweet, doubt he even looked into it. Because exactly. clearly he's not understanding that this is a message from the Pentagon saying that these are UFO videos. They're not something that somebody took in their backyard, some random person. This is from Navy fighter jets confirmed right. by the Department of Defense saying these are videos showing, you know, unidentified objects. Um, so it shows that he, he did zero research. He just based on his own established beliefs decided to ridicule these things. Like you said, you know, in a a very condescending tone saying that, uh, you know, these aren't anything worth getting excited over because he knows better than everybody else. Right. And here's my other thing. You know, he did respond to a few people who uh, called him out on this and he, he said, Oh, funny. You don't, you don't even follow me, but you're commenting on my thing. So this dude is literally reading comments, going to see if these people are actually following him. And then, commenting on it in his thing so again when it comes down to it i think the dude is just desperate for attention right now um the world is passing him by nobody in the scientific community really takes him seriously we've had astrophysicists and astrobiologists um straight up say we don't agree with agree with neil degrasse tyson on this don't let him be the face for all of us um uh i remember one astrophysicist saying we're not in the business of debunking um, which I think is a really good thing. And that's kind of what he's doing. He's like the modern day Philip class where his class actually had, you know, educated opinions and actually looked into UFO cases. And he was right. A lot of the time. Um, I just, this really rubbed me the wrong way. And- yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's bad for scientists. You know, Neil is this public figure, um, celebrity scientist. So he's what a lot of people think of when they think of scientists. And right. so when he's out there, you know, turning off the science and being very unscientific with the subject matter, uh, it, it represents scientists in a very bad way. There are many, 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 many scientists who do take the subject of UFOs and extraterrestrial life extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they approach it with that scientific rigor. You can't have this established belief, plant your feet in the sand and say, I'm not deviating from that because science says this. That's not how science works. Science is about exploring all the possibilities and ruling things out one by one. Um, you know, if he has his yeah. hypothesis that UFOs can't can't exist, they're they're all ridiculous because every photo is a grainy photo. Well, then he needs to do some science and back that up. But he can't. And if he would just look into the details of some of these cases before spouting off, he could use his scientific knowledge to maybe put forth something creative to help move things forward rather than just making the topic seem silly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Work with people on this. You know, if you want to be so vocal about it, why don't you reach out to Tom DeLong? Even he commented to Neil deGrasse and he was like, 
hey, man, did you interview the pilots? Did you talk to the ground crew? Do you even know about the witness testimony to this blurry photo that you're talking about or screen cap? Um, And then he did the same thing with Bigfoot immediately after. He he posted a blurry photo of Bigfoot and did the same thing. So honestly, man, I think he's just trying to piss off a lot of these community. It might be. I mean, I know he's got an ego and that's a problem, you know, yeah. that interferes with, with objectivity always. But, you know, I, I would even have less of a problem if he would make it clear that he was just spouting uh, an uninformed opinion, right? To say, right. you know, I haven't looked into the details of this and I don't really care to, because I think it's all ridiculous. That's just my opinion. That would be different than him coming across as this pub- public figure, celebrity scientist saying this like it's some authoritative, definitive statement. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. I'm, I just had to get that off my chest. So thanks, man. Thank you for uh, entertaining me on that one. All right, Jason. Now, this is the reason we are here tonight, um, to make an official announcement about an event that Rogue Planet has coming up, and that is the All the Strange Virtual Expo. So hit me with it, man. What is this? When is it? And what is it all about? Well, it's uh, interestingly about all the strange, you know, because that's what uh, what we like. So this is something that Rogue Planets put together. And like Ryan said, it's a, a virtual expo, a virtual virtual conference of sorts where we're getting uh, a handful, I guess a couple handfuls of, uh, of awesome people together who are going to deliver presentations about UFOs, Bigfoot, ghosts, all sorts of strange topics. And this is going to be on May 30th and it's completely free. It's a free event we put together, um, you know, right now, especially with all of the conferences uh, being postponed or essentially canceled for the year, not happening till next year. I mean, we just mm-hmm. heard that Roswell canceled. That's very, uh, wasn't, it wasn't too shocking, but yeah. it's still sad to hear, but you know, people aren't able to go to these in-person conferences. So, you know, we decided to put together something virtual that you can uh, attend from home, attend for free, and we're going to have a good time. Yeah, man. I'm super, super excited. Um, the word free being, I think, the key word here. Uh, I think awesome. it's, it's awesome. And, you know, you get what you pay for, but we promise it's going to be everything that you hope it will be and more and look like this is just the beginning uh we're getting more people involved um this might become a regular thing uh after we do this but um yeah that's what we're about at rogue planet i think just bringing the strange to people in a fun and fascinating way uh making it very inclusive and uh again just providing some sort of um education and entertainment for people out there especially right now and look this isn't just for uh this isn't just for the people that are going to be attending virtually it's for us too let's be completely honest good point yeah it's a really good point yeah Um, something that uh that we wanted to do and uh you know hopefully people will will have have uh, fun and get a little something out of it too yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you wouldn't mind um, maybe teasing a little of who we can expect, I did scroll through the guest list there, but anything really come to mind about what you're super excited about? Oh, man, you know, I always love when our buddy Frank Kimbler talks. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating to hear a geologist and professor talk about physical 
objects collected at the Roswell debris field, right? That's, yeah. that's interesting. And test scientific testing continuing to this day, new testing done all the time. And, you know, many of us have heard from, from Frank time and time again, but like I just said, new testing, new data to talk about, new things to talk about. And Frank's specifically going to be talking about his recent appearance on ancient aliens. And, you know, as with all TV shows, there are things that the TV show left out, things that they didn't have time to get to. And so he's got more science he wants to share based on that. So Frank is, you know, really exciting to, to talk with. Um, of course, we've got a lot of the guys from the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. They're going to be doing a panel with us to talk a little more behind the scenes of the show. Um, at Rogue Planet, we've been doing a weekly podcast, basically an after show, going over each episode of that TV show with people from the show, um, with one of the ex- executive producers and some of the guys who are going to be on our panel. And for anybody who hasn't watched The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, um, you know, I know there's there's been a lot of hesitation because it's a TV show and we know that TV shows are TV shows. They're meant to be entertaining. They're meant to be dramatized to pull you in and make you want to tune in next week. That's what TV is. Um, so there's a lot of that on this show. And the great thing about hearing this panel and also the podcast we do called the Skinwalker Debrief is you get to hear from these people actively involved in research on the ranch. You get to hear and ask questions to those people, why things happened the way they did on the show. Why didn't they do this additional testing? Are they going to do this next time? And they've been very candid, very forthcoming um, and answering the questions they can ask. I mean, it's still an ongoing TV show, so they can't talk all the time, uh, you know, reveal everything that they're building up to, but they're very open to talking about the actual science that's going on. And there are a lot of people who haven't bothered to watch the show or listen to these people. And they think that they're just, you know, TV people. This is all hokey. They chose the wrong people that do it. They don't care about the science, but there is actual science going on. And when you hear these people talk and hear about what they're doing and the experts they're bringing on to, to do the work that they themselves don't have the skill set to do, it's kind of exciting hearing that. Um, who knows what we'll discover from Skinwalker Ranch, but it's a really cool opportunity to get that insider's look to the people who are on the ground there doing the research at Skinwalker Ranch. So we'll get that with this panel too, and that'll be really cool. Absolutely. And I think what we have to keep in mind, too, is with this television show, this is the transparency we've been waiting for when it comes to Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, we know that when Bob Bigelow owned the ranch, he he had to answer to the government. He was being funded by the government through ATIP and a, a side funding uh, program as well to investigate the ranch. So all the information he got was given right back to the government. So now that we have a new owner of the ranch, uh, Brandon Fugel, um, he made it clear he wants nothing to do with the government when it comes to what he's doing there, what he's figuring out, and that the the things that they find are for the public. So we're getting it through a television show. And while some people might think, oh, man, they could have done it in a better way. um, How do you get information out to the public? better than on television. So. Yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, we, we, we will see more in the future and certainly TV shows only run for so long, you know, it still hasn't been announced if, if an, a second season's coming, right. but regardless of what happens with the TV show, there's still going to be doing research on the ranch. And that's the thing there, there, you know, will most likely be other vehicles for getting information to the public. But that being said, just to your point, Ryan, yeah, 
how, how can you do it better than a TV show to reach that mass audience? Um, you know, you're probably going to be stuck with, you know, just a website where you have to go and, and look at the information <laughs> for yourself. And that's fine. I mean, people who are truly genuinely interested and passionate about that subject will do that. But when you're talking about the general public, putting it on a TV show where all people have to do is push a button and sit on their butts, you know, that's, that's a nice, easy way to, to get some of the information out. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, as we see with most of these TV shows, the real plus is just public education, getting people familiar with the fact that there is something called Skinwalker Ranch and, you know, getting some of those details and hopefully encouraging people to go research for themselves. Yeah. And I know, you know, the security on the ranch has been a little, uh, a little surprised with the amount of people coming out there now after seeing the show to try to ridiculous. see something. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's when you know you've done your job and you've reached the public. So yeah. I'm excited to see what else they have coming out. I'm sure we'll get some revelations in the panel uh, for for the expo. Um, what else? Anyone else you want to talk about? Yeah. So something that uh, you know might not be the most exciting to to a lot of people. I think it's incredibly valuable. And uh, important for topics like this, but we have Aaron Sagers. Aaron Sagers is a TV host and pop culture expert, um, very big in the paranormal world. And I'm really, really happy with the the talk that he decided to do. And his presentation is the unexplained interview: how to approach paranormal claims as a journalist and conduct interviews with experiencers slash eyewitnesses while maintaining credibility and empathy. That is hugely invaluable for anybody who's interested in researching and or investigating the world is strange. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's one example of a, a valuable, like real life situation, um, you know, for anybody interested in getting into researching the paranormal, that is really valuable as well as Shane Hurd's presentation. Shane Hurd is basically going to be talking about evidence-based UAP investigations. And that's coming from his perspective, his experience as a UFO field investigator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one looks super Super cool. Again, Shane hasn't given many presentations, so this is right. going to be one of the first times that we actually um, get to see him do something like this. So I'm excited to see him stretch his investigator muscles. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, there's a few others. Um, forget that dude in the middle there, but um, Sapphire yeah, Sandalo. No, 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 no. He's he's all about the uh, he's all about the aliens. I've heard. Um, <laughs> We've got Sapphire Sandalo, who's going to be talking yes. about the spirit realm. Um, you know, we talk UFOs all the time, but now we've got one of the paranormal experts. You've seen her on uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Um, she's got a really cool podcast where she talks all about folklore and um, the spirit realm and the paranormal and how all these things are probably connected, interconnected, whether it's ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, all that. So I'm super stoked about that one, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We also, what else do we got? We've got, um, oh, our buddy Micah Hanks is going to be talking about um, Bigfoot. Am I correct? Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We had to, had to get Bigfoot in there. You can't have an event called All the Strange without getting some Bigfoot in there. <laughs> yes. Or else we wouldn't have them in the uh, official logo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm super stoked. He has done so much research. He's been investigating Bigfoot since he was like 10 years old. So whatever he's got, I'm sure it's going to be worth it. 
And because you brought up Micah, I've got to give a shout out to his brother, Caleb Hanks. And of course, Caleb Hanks is part of the Rogue Planet family. And we have to give him credit for creating our awesome All the Strange logo, as well as our All the Strange theme music for this year. So I'm Thank super you, excited, man. Yeah, he does amazing work. Um, if you can check out the Clerk Chronicles, go on Spotify. Um, I listen to that every morning to get me pumped and ready, nice. ready for the day of sitting on my butt during lockdown. All right, and well, if you're interested in just hearing, you know, more of Caleb's awesome music, I, I suggest even if you don't care about Skinwalker Ranch, listen just to the intro of the Skinwalker debrief. Because Caleb did the theme music for that too, and it is awesome. It's so good. It reminds me so much of like that eighties, you know, Stranger Things. Stranger vibe. Things, yeah, totally, man. Which is like Skinwalker Ranch in a nutshell. So, yep. uh, I can't wait, man. I'm so excited that we got to finally announce it. Knowing me, I always jump the gun and want to promote stuff, but I had to wait until you pulled the trigger. So, I'm so happy that you came on to talk about it tonight talk some ufo news space force what have you with me but um before we go where can we find everything you're up to skinwalker debrief yeah give us all of that yeah all our good stuff is at rogueplanet.tv that's where we post pretty much everything we do um follow me on twitter at acentric a-c-e-c-e-n-t-r-i-c because i am tweeting all day long basically. And don't forget to go to allthestrange.com, read more about the event, and register. Remember, it's completely free. Completely free, guys. Just go click register. It's that easy. You'll get a notification um, throughout the month of uh, what more to expect. We'll have more news coming out on the website. Yeah, but other than that, guys, stay strange, keep looking up, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.